coal sales from South Africa to Europe rise eightfold during the past six months of 2022, and we discuss careers in the aviation industry in Africa. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. Now, air transport supports 7.7 million jobs and $63 billion in African economic activity. This is 2.2% of all employment and about 2.7% of all GDP in African countries as of 2018. Now, 6% of it was supported elsewhere in Africa for every $1 created by air transport sector. But entering this market is not easy. We speak to head of Kenya Airways Academy, Eda Muni, to discuss the African aviation perspective on careers in the aviation industry. What goes into training the different careers that make up the aviation industry? In the aviation industry, it encompasses all the aspects of air travel. That is not just the flying, but it also includes the staff that support you right from the time you walk in uh, actually, right from the time you start looking for a ticket. So you have the, the contact center staff, you have the people who are working on the ticketing side, the people who will check you in. You have the flight operations officers. These are the people who plan the flights uh, part, taking into account the performance of the different aircrafts that we have, the loadings, the winds, and any other turbulence that they may face, as well as the airport conditions, wherever the, uh, the, the plane is supposed to land. And you have the crew that um, are serving you and are making you comfortable while you're on board. You have the ground handling staff who are taking care of your baggage, your cargo. You have equipment operators, controllers. And so the airline is quite diverse and it's not just about pilots, but all the way from the person who uh, sells you the ticket to the person who flies you with the pilot. And so at KQ Academy, we are looking at training all this kind of staff and we have partnered with, uh, uh, with the industry best for us to be able to, uh, to train them. And we train them right from those flesh people who have not been able to, who have not been in the aviation space before. But in aviation, you have a lot of uh, trainings that keep recurring. So they have a recurrency of probably a year, some of them two years, some of them three years, just to ensure that we continue to retain the safety of the passengers as they fly. And so we ensure that we continue to keep them updated in what is happening, uh, the new things that are coming up, the emerging trends, the emerging issues, but also refresh their skills of what they learned during the initial uh, training. And so at the academy, we're able to address both the initial trainings as well as the refreshers for those people that have already been in the aviation space and they need to keep current with what is going on in the market. Why is learning in the aviation industry perceived as expensive? You have quite a number of careers that you can pursue in the aviation space. And the pricing for you to train in any career, whether in aviation or in any other place, it depends on the number of hours required for you to train, the equipment used, the complexity, and whatever else that comes with that particular training. So, yes, I agree with you that some of the roles, like uh, pilots, uh, is expensive. But that is a factor of what goes into that particular training and the equipment that is needed, the number of hours that is needed, and the complexity of the role. However, we have very many other courses that are uh, as good 
and they are also important in the air travel as I mean the pilot cannot fly alone there has to be all these people that support them so there are other careers that are you're able to pursue that are probably not priced at the same point as uh, the pilot because of the different complexities that uh, involves in them During the pandemic thousands of pilots took early retirement packages and because of disruptions in the pilot training programs there were also fewer people joining the industry and how has this affected the return in passenger demand is that a lot of this challenge uh, that we are facing in the aviation industry regarding personnel is uh, affecting our counterpart in the international markets more than the african markets uh, or should i say the kenyan markets and this is because actually uh, when you look at the the news that are going on about the challenges that we are facing in the europe um, airports a lot of it is on the ground handling staff uh, that we have shortages So when you look at what is impacting the delays that you're finding in this airport is because uh, the people that were handling uh, because they were laid off during covid and we have not seen people coming back because once you're laid off probably you'll go and look for something else to do so once the covid uh, season ended and we went back to flying and the numbers have been going up the number of staff uh, has not kept in touch with uh, the pe- the number of uh, passengers that are flying and so you have seen that challenge happening especially in the europe market more than in the african context coming back home uh what for us we did as uh, we were coming back uh to uh, back to work from the covid season we we um we started a program of, of requalification and this meant that we were able to requalify the staff who had gone home not just the pilots or uh, but everybody in that particular chain So we are able to requalify them within a very short time and we have been able to get them working within a very short time using that requalification program which worked more faster than trying to have an initial training uh of the staff in the different areas that they were working in. So yes that is happening but a lot of it is happening in the Europe market more than it's happening in the African market. That was Eda Munyi head of Kenya Airways Academy. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. The UK is to cut import taxes on hundreds more products from some of the world's developing countries to boost trade links. The Department of International Trade said the measure is part of a wider push by UK to use trade to drive prosperity and help eradicate poverty as well as reduce dependency on aid. The scheme covers 65 developing countries that will affect around 99% of goods imported from Africa. Goods such as clothes, shoes and foods not widely produced in the UK will benefit from lower or zero tariffs. The goods and services from Africa make up just a tiny share of UK's imports accounting for 2.5% of the total goods imported into Britain. Only eight nations from sub-Saharan Africa, mostly former colonies, count the UK in their top export destinations. These include Rwanda, Mauritius, Seychelles, Sierra Leone, Ghana, Mozambique, Kenya and South Africa. Coal sales from South Africa to Europe rose eightfold during the first six months of 2022, compared with last year as demand for the fossil fuel surged ahead of a ban on Russian coal. This is according to Thungela Resources, a South African-based thermal coal exporter. The European Union banned Russian coal imports in response to the invasion of Ukraine in April, but it was not until 10th August that the ban fully took effect as part of the world's of the wide ranging sanctions. Now European countries which previously imported 45% of their coal from Russia and have been switching away from expensive natural gas to coal 
ahead of the ban started to source the fossil fuel from other countries. This included Colombia, Australia, United States, and also South Africa. Tungela, the leading South African coal exporter, said Europe was competing with Asia for the South African coal. The Netherlands, Germany, Poland, Denmark, France, Italy, and Ukraine are among the European countries importing growing quantities of coal from South Africa. In the first five months of this year, European countries imported more than 3 million tons of coal from South Africa. This is over 40% of the total volume in 2021. The figures from South Africa's Richards Bay Coal Terminal showed it delivered 3,240,000 tons of coal to European countries by the end of March this year, 15% of RBCT's overall exports, up from 2,321,000 in 2021. Quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. Nigerian stocks were weaker by 0.07% as investors resolved to rid themselves of stock was stronger than their willingness to hold them, causing the benchmark to go for a third day without gain. Investors were reluctant in risk-taking as the consumer inflation data of Africa's largest economy for July was issued Monday morning, showing the nation's headline inflation at 19.6%, a level last seen almost 17 years ago in 2005. The cost of bread and gas were the pressure points, according to the statistics office. And the largest surge in cost of living rate will most likely be an invitation for a further interest rate hike when the monetary policy panel meets in September, a trajectory that does not often favor stocks. Market breadth, which gauges investors' sentiment to its trade, closed in the negative as 19 decliners were recorded in contrast to 12 gainers. The all share index climbed down by 34.6 basis points to 49,629.4, while market capitalization dropped to 26.8 trillion naira. Now, WTI crude futures fluctuated between small gains and losses at around $90 per barrel on Tuesday after falling more than 5% in the previous two sessions and remaining close to levels not seen since February on concerns that the global downturn could heavily impact energy demand. China's factory and retail activity slowed unexpectedly in July, prompting the central bank to cut key lending rates to shore up demand. In the US, the New York Empire State Manufacturing Index posted its second largest monthly decline ever in August. The prospect of increased Iranian oil exports also weighed on prices as Iran responded to EU's proposal for reviving the 2015 nuclear deal, calling on the US to show a realistic approach and flexibility to resolve the three remaining issues. Elsewhere, Saudi Aramco head Amin Nassar said the state-owned firm stands ready to raise crude output to its maximum capacity of 12 million barrels a day if the Saudi Arabian government orders it to do so. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K-Financial. And you can find me at the Dome.